0: Welcome back to another episode of The Lineup. Today we have a couple special guests, Edward Reynolds and Jamison Perreault. The fellows will be discussing their predictions as to awards at the end of the year in the NFL
1: and pick M's for the games this Sunday. Sit back, relax, and tune into some greatness.
2: Another awesome intro. At this point, you might as well be used to it, because that's all we're—that's what we're about on the lineup. So today, I have a couple special guests, Jameson. What's up, guys? And Eddie. Glad to be here. And today, we're going to be discussing. Pretty much, we're going to be in the realm of NFL. We're going to be talking about our predictions, uh, ins and outs on who will be winning the Rookie of the Year, defensive and offensive MVP of the year, whose defense in the NFL will prove to be the best. Uh, from rankings and maybe even a fantasy perspective, and then we'll also we'll be looking at um, predictions on who will be winning the games this Sunday. So and then oh also comeback player of the year uh, might I mention. So I'd like to start off with Jameson because uh, he seems to have a pretty good idea of who he thinks will be uh, doing those those things this year. Jamison, you want to go ahead and lay out your predictions?
1: Well, first I got uh, Cam Newton winning comeback player of the year um I'd say this because Cam's balled out for the first two games of the season with the Pats um and this is coming off a terrible last couple of years in the NFL and I think Cam really worked hard over the offseason um and really stepped up his game his game as not only as a player in general but as a pocket passer as a, a pure passer um and he's just playing a lot smarter and with that in mind there's also no one else that i can see that would really that's really coming back uh like cam um for i was laying out all the predictions here all right so for mvp i gotta say at the beginning of the season i was predicting i got kyler murray winning mvp And that might shock some of you, but it shouldn't because Kyler Murray is a straight baller.
2: Keep speaking, Jameson.
1: Kyler Murray is not only more of an athlete than Russell Wilson. He has better options. He has better options as... as, at the receiver position. He has DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, two ballers, not to mention his coach, who is a good coach as well.
2: What's that coach's name, (laughs) Uh, Uh, Came from USC, right? Any
1: coach that can play Kyler Murray to his true... Uh, elite talent is a good coach in my opinion and that's why we see Kyler Murray balling out he's balled out and I will say I will say this if Kyler Murray doesn't step up and win it which I think I think he will because this he's a second year QB and generally we see second second year QBs step up and ball and I really think that's what he's doing but um if he doesn't step up and win it I'd say I'd say I got Russ and then I'd say I have offensive player of the year going up Kyler so yeah uh and uh what's the next defensive player of the year yeah yeah if you want I'd say I'd say Jamal Adams from the Seattle Seahawks will win defensive player of the year um that's because well that dude's a baller, let me tell you he's probably the best safety uh um in the entire NFL. Um he the way he can just read plays and just all that. His football IQ is off the charts. His drive to show the Jets that there's just a trash organization and get revenge. Like that's really that's really motivating to him it seems. And watching him play against the Patriots last week, um some of the plays he made were pretty uh um frustrating to me cuz I'm a Patriots fan but I got to give him props to that he's a very good player so I'd see I'd see uh, Jamal Adams winning defensive player of the year.
2: I can agree with that. I think that's actually well somewhat of an intellectual prediction. Um Jamal Adams definitely racks up sacks almost as I mean those numbers are equivalent to the amount of times you use baller in a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: would say I would say Jamal Adams is the their best pass rusher and he's a safety so just goes to show you Jamal Adams
2: is what I would call a baller. <laughs> Thank you for that, Jamison. Um, is that is that those all those are are those all your takes uh, for today? Um
1: Yeah, what other awards are there? I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: All right, well then we're going to move on to Eddie. All right. So for comeback player of the year, um, I'm also going to have to go with Cam Newton. I think he's in a lot better situation than he has been the last couple years. Looks like he's got his confidence back. He's had uh, his best completion percentage through two games um, this year. Never best out of all his years in the league. And I think that Belichick knows how to use him. And I've got to agree with Jameson. I think he's winning comeback player of the year. Then for MVP, I'm going to go with Russell Wilson, I think he's never won an MVP. I think Seahawks are going to be one of the best teams in the league, if not the best team, and I could see him winning it. But my sleeper pick would have to be uh, Josh Allen because he's been balling out on the Bills. I think a lot of people are sleeping on him, and he's got some weapons down there. Stefan Diggs getting a lot of targets, and uh, yeah, then defensive player of the year i i also think jamal adams is a really good pick i don't i don't know anyone else um who's really shining like him so far a couple guys are getting injured on the defensive end and i think he's going to be really solid a lot better position than he was last year and he's a winner he wants to be a winner so
2: definitely i like all those uh all those picks and predictions. Um, I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and give my spin. I definitely do agree with the fact that Cam Newton will win um, Comeback Player of the Year. I think that you know being a Panthers fan um, and seeing him struggle with the organization. I don't think that there were any dilemmas or problems uh, through what Riverboat Ron had to say or inferenced with Cam. I think that he was a good role model on Cam actually and took care of him, um, but he can only do it for so long because not everything was up to uh, Ron, um, you know, after a while it kind of just became up to the front office and they weren't handling his conditioning properly, um, he wasn't actually getting the materials and equipment he needed to come back from his injury uh, and the whole pr- that whole process just wasn't as good as it should have been, especially for a professional team. So that being said, I do blame that fault on Carolina. And now that he's with an, a good organization, he has materials and people around him where he can shine and develop as a player and then make his team, the people around him, even better than they are, um, whether that's uh, the youngers on the team, the rookies, or even some of the veterans still you know, learning a thing or two day by day. So I think that's a really... Well, and especially I, I think that having Bill Belichick as a coach, I do see a lot of There's a lot of diverse culture with the Patriots, especially the way that they... I mean, it seems so simple when you look at it through one uh, lens, but I think... Well, maybe with Tom Brady, but I think especially now that they have Cam, I don't think that Bill has ever been used to, you know, running the ball a lot with a quarterback. And I think now that he has Cam, he has this new weapon, so he's going to have to fund and kind of found these different ideas because he's a very intellectual guy. So I'm sure they'll... That... The... You know, they will find plenty of, of ways to get him into the end zone. And that concludes um, my thinking of Cam becoming the comeback player of the year. Now, that being said, when I'm looking at the MVP, um, I kind of, part of me actually, before the season started, I wanted to go with Saquon. And I almost wanted to go back to Christian McCaffrey. But with Saquon being out the rest of the year and Christian McCaffrey losing four to six weeks, I subtly want to turn my head to a quarterback in perspective of less chance of a quarterback getting hurt. So they'll probably be able to play the whole season. And as far as I'm concerned, Russell Wilson is having already, he's had a brilliant two games, and I do believe that he's coming for a lot. He he tried to go for it all last year, and I think a lot of people think that he was snubbed um, because he led his team. And he developed E.K. Metcalf. He played really well with that front line, um, the offensive line, even though they weren't incredible because he was having to scramble. Um, his agility led the way, and I think it is proving to lead the way this year. And it will still, you know, that's still to come. Um, so I do think that Russell Wilson will win MVP this year, and my hopes go out to him and that organization because I'm sure the whole team, including Pete Carroll, and even just, yeah, everyone, the whole the whole nine yards. Everyone will really like to uh, see Russell Wilson get that MVP. And if not, um, if it somehow ends up being someone else, I, I might actually put my money on uh, Drew Brees. Um, and and or you know what? I'm actually I'm gonna reverse that. I might put my money on Derek Carr. Um, but it all depends on how how hard he plays, and if he's truly able to come back. In fact. That kind of stirs up some controversy because obviously Derek Carr had a pretty, he had a tough year last year, um, most definitely. I think he, you know, his, everything was there for him, but the pieces weren't. And and now that he has Darren Waller, a second year Darren Waller, if I'm correct, and a second year Josh Jacobs and less of a rookie team, he's able to work and bring out fundamentals and, and really, you know, get to running plays. And they can rely on that defense now, I think.
0: Got a, lot yeah, of, was, got a lot of new weapons, yeah.
1: That dynamic Henry Ruggs, Mr. Speedster over. So out of Alabama. Yeah, yeah
2: there's, there are a lot of fundamentals and pieces that can be worked into that system. And especially when you have a coach named John Gruden, a lot of good things can happen. You yeah. just need a, a positive organization, and you need guys to step up because that's what he's all about. And he's even said it in the press booth um, so I think that that'll be really look, uh, interesting to look forward to. And that being said, I do conclude um, with the fact that I do think that Derek Carr could be the sleeper MVP this year. Now moving on I'm um, uh, um, to the defensive player of the year. Um, I've had a lot of thoughts on this. Um, as much as I want to go with a pass rusher, I think it actually might be um, one of the linebackers. And... This one is this one is actually pretty difficult, yeah, it is um, because there are there are a lot of players to go with I might add, I might have to go with President Mall. I mean, you really can't go wrong with that. Um, as much as I want to go with I, I I haven't seen anyone be above and beyond completely on a different level this year so far. Um, I, I, for some reason, I, I do have the feeling that Denzel Ward can do amazing things, um, especially with a Cleveland Browns defense, especially secondary, that there's not much going on. Uh, and Denzel Ward, I feel like he has the capabilities to, like I said, step to another level. So I'm going to say don't be surprised if you know by week seven, week eight, people are turning their heads and truly digesting what he's doing on the field. Because he has some incredible capabilities to do a lot of really good things for that defense. Especially since on the offense, with Baker Mayfield throwing interceptions left and right, there's not a ton going on um, to the air. So I do think that folks should look out that way. Now that being said, I, th- I do think we, we missed uh, what defense in general we think will do the best at the end of this year. I'm, I'm just going to quickly state mine. Oh, yeah. We're also going to do Rookie of the Year, but let's just first um, pick these defenses because, quite simply, um, just in these last two weeks, I think it's pretty clear that the Steelers have something to prove. Yeah. Uh, Not only on both ends of the ball, but particularly the defense, as that's what we're talking about. Um, I mean, Joe Hayden is stepping up. Yep. Everyone knows it. He is. He's no longer a rookie. When he was a rookie, he he was still developing on the Browns and I mean that was one of those things where he just got to do what he wanted to do and he he saw he found his strengths he found and he did it all by himself because the 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 defensive coordinators on that Browns team I'm not going to give them the credit because they they definitely don't deserve it he found what he was strong at and then he worked with it and then he went to the Steelers and now they're doing some really good things so I definitely I think the Steelers will will take that top defense at the end of the year and, and get a lot of fantasy players a lot of points.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with the Steelers. Um, just looking at their linebackers, Watt, uh, Bud Dupree, like elite elite linebacker uh, group, and then their secondary. Yeah, Joe Hayden, uh, Edmonds. Um, they're just looking really, really tough. Um, teams are struggling against them in the first two weeks. So I'd say, um, yeah. I'd definitely go with the Steelers. Um, the Patriots last year were the number one defense, and they're not looking too hot this year. Um, same same with uh, the Ravens. They were super good last year. They still have a, they still have a really good D-line, and they're shutting down the run. They shut down Nick Chubb. They shut down Kareem Hunt week one. They shut down David Johnson week two. But, um, yeah, I'd say if it's not the Steelers, it'd be the Ravens because... That's the, the Ravens have the best D-line in the NFL by far. Yeah. yeah. Um, I
0: like the Steelers, honestly, but I'm going to have to go with the Ravens, too. I just think, like Jameson said, one of the best D-lines in the league. They're shutting down top running backs, shutting down pretty good offenses, in my opinion. They got a secondary led by Ariel Thomas. I just They're consistent. Good coach, always a good team, and I don't think you can count them out. So I'm going to go with the Ravens.
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think those, those, those two teams, as we went with the, the Steelers and the Ravens, are, are both going to be up there, if not head, head to toe, just r- right there um, fighting for that defensive, the best defensive team in the league. And that being said, we did also, we missed rookie of the year. Um, so let's go ahead and lay out that an, um, analysis. Um, so I, I personally, I, I look at a couple of different guys this year, um, but I, I think I am going to have to go with Joe Burrow. I think he's a certain kind of different and, you know, other teams know it. The announcers know it. The fans know it, whether they're rooting for the Bengals or not, that he is a, a different kind of different and he's coming for a lot. Um, and he did incredible things at LSU. Everyone knows that. But it's more than just that. I mean, he, he truly is a special player. Uh, I'm going to personally have to go with Joe Burrow.
1: Um, I agree Joe Burrow is a individually good football player. But the Bengals are not a good organization. And the goal in football is to win. And if you're not winning, then you're not doing something right. I don't care how, how good your stats are. If you're a quarterback of a team that's not going to do anything, not go to the playoffs, which I don't think the Bengals are going to go to the playoffs. Um, I don't think... I, as a quarterback, I just don't think uh, that's a good look at all. So, I don't think Joe Burrow will win the Rookie of the Year because as much as he individually is a, a winner, he's not really leading them. It doesn't seem like he's leading them to anything. And... Definitely a big part is because the Bengals are just such a dysfunctional organization. Hmm. But, um, yeah, Joe Burrow. Now, if Joe Burrow turns that organization around and becomes a leader somewhat in the sense of just, like, the great quarterbacks like Mahomes, like, if he really puts it on him and carries the team, then, yeah, he'll, he'll for sure win rookie of the year. But if he gets good stats and does nothing with that then no I don't have Joe Burrow so I will say I got Jonathan Taylor a beast running back for the Indianapolis Colts new Saquon I'll just say that Saquon's injured Saquon might never be the same so why not have something new and better someone in
2: this room sounds delusional (laughs) it's not Luke
1: it's not me so. New and better is Jonathan Taylor. I'd say a ceiling. He doesn't have a ceiling. 1,600 yards over 20 touchdowns. <laughs> no, no. I'd say, I'd say, that's, that's rough, I'd, right. say yeah. I'd for sure say Jonathan Taylor does not have a ceiling. He could, go, he could score 14 touchdowns. He for sure could rush over 1,600 yards his rookie year. And that's the kind of elite talent he is. So, with that in mind, Jonathan Taylor, next Saquon.
0: Alright, for Rookie of the Year for me, I'm gonna disagree with Jameson and say that Rookie of the Year is not as dependent on winning as a like uh, MVP. And you can see this last year in Kyler Murray, I think Cardinals went five and eleven or something like that. I think the Burrow uh the the Bengals, you know, Burrow got put in a really hard situation and you put anyone in that situation They're not going to win a ton of games. You could put Mahomes there. It's not really going to change anything. And Burrow's a winner. I think he's going to turn them into a winning franchise. Not this year, maybe, but over the next couple years. And I think he's got a lot of heart, a lot of determination. And I'm going to go with Burrow.
2: Yeah, and I actually just have a quick question for Jameson because... He does sound delusional. Um, and just just out of curiosity, James, when was the last time a true rookie quarterback took uh, a team to the playoffs in their first year? Um, just curious.
1: Well, didn't, didn't uh, Russell Wilson take them to the playoffs?
2: So that was 2013? 2012.
1: 2012, yeah. I think
2: so, yeah. And I do believe... I think you are right, actually. That was when they... The the Colts did as well. Andrew Luck did the same. Yeah, and actually RG three as well. So that was a really good rookie class, I believe. Um, but yeah, I, will that was say this, I will say this: I will
1: say this. I'm not. I'm not saying Joe Burrow isn't a good player himself. I think he's a really good player. But they need weapons. AJ Green is washed up and just trash. AJ Green could not catch gonorrhea in a Thailand whorehouse. He's terrible. Tyler Boyd is. He's not going to step up. He's never stepped up once. So I really. They need weapons. They need, Joe Mixon needs to step up. Joe Mixon's good, but he's... Again, they're not winning, so they need to step up. They need to get some weapons surrounding Joe Burrow, and the Bengals could be great. But I, I would say if you put Pat Mahomes in the Bengals right now, they're, they're a playoff team.
0: So with that being said, how do you feel about
1: Burrow's first two performances of the year? Um, he has played good, but not not playoff good. Not... Not... Elite like not elite team good I don't know.
2: Once again, someone in this room sounds delusional, and I'm not gonna say who it is. I think it's pretty obvious. <laughs> um, that's. I just all. don't
1: think I just don't think it's fair to say Joe Burrow can lead the Bengals to anything with the team he has right now. Does that do you agree?
2: I think that it's it would be hard no matter what, like we've said. For a first-year quarterback to take an NFL franchise to the playoffs, um, it's not impossible, but it's we haven't we haven't seen something like that in quite some time.
0: Yeah, and like I said before, rookie of the year award is less dependent on winning than award than an award like the Most Valuable
2: Player. So most definitely. Now, as we're going to make a smooth transition into week three of the 17 weeks in the NFL, we're going to do some NFL pick-ems. We're going to go straight down the line, starting with this Thursday. Our first game that we're going to pick is the Dolphins and the Jaguars. Fellas, what are we thinking? Gardner Minshew, Tom. That's
1: what we're thinking. Gardner Minshew (laughs) is a beast. And he's going to throw all over that
2: trash Dolphins defense. Jaguars. Twenty-eight seven. Dolphins have actually been stepping up on defense uh, in the, these first two weeks. Uh, once again, someone sounds delusion. I'm gonna keep saying it. Um, but uh, so you're going with the they Jags. stepped
1: up. They stepped up on defense against uh, the Patriots week one. I don't think so. I don't think so, Luke. So again, <laughs> Gardner Minshew throwing all over this Dolphins defense. I got. I got Jaguars twenty-eight seven.
2: Um. Just just in spite of of uh, Jameson's delusional, um, just everything, everything about him. I'm going to actually go with the Dolphins. I think this week especially, um, if Fitzmagic turns into Fitztragic, we might end up seeing Tua Tagalovia take the field, which I would be thrilled to see, especially since he does have options to work with. Uh, Devontae Parker, a uh, healthy Devontae Parker um, uh, in the, either the slot or the wideout receiver will be really good for them to get going. And they have uh, a running option as well um, with Tua Tagalovia and that running back core. So I think there's a lot of good things to come with this game because we might end up seeing some new stuff. I'm going to go with
0: the Jaguars personally. I think their offense is a lot better um, this year. And last week they only lost to the Titans, a team who went to the AFC championship, only lost to them by three I think they got something to prove this year, and
2: I think they're going to be upset from last week, so I'm going to go with the Jaguars. Most definitely. I agree with this. I agree with that one as well. Um, now, looking at the next game that we're going to look at, uh, Sunday morning game, 10 o'clock in the morning. I don't know if I'll be watching this one personally, but 49ers, Giants. Um, you know, it's interesting because before I, I say who I'm almost positive will win, um, it's, it's interesting to look at the loss of Nick Bosa. Probably will not be playing in this game. Um, do we know what uh, injury he's coming off of? I think it's a knee injury. I want to say it's a knee injury, too. I think too. he's out for a while. Yeah, he'll be out for at least probably three to six weeks, something like that, until he fully recovers. Um, but even with the loss of him, it would be interesting to see if that, that 49ers core, um, I guess the, the, the defensive line core can step up and, and, and handle business. Because we know that the... Uh, that, that backfield, um, slash cornerback or with Marsh or, um, I don't know why I'm blanking on his name. Which team? Richard Sherman. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Sherman. Yeah. With Richard Sherman, uh, they will definitely do some great things. Um, and they won't have a lot to worry about even if, uh, Evan Ingram, Darius Slayton and the Giants gang can, can, uh and get some receiving yards um the loss of saquon barkley is undoubtedly you know it's just it's terrible and there's really no way that you can come back from from something like that especially you know he'll be out the rest of the year so this one i'm going to give an easy dub to the 49ers
1: um i do agree that the 49ers will win but i disagree uh that the defense of the 49ers can do great things solomon thomas is injured nick bose is injured that's Two of the best defensive ends in the NFL just gone off their team. Two big players on their team. Um, and just some backup stepping up. I don't think that's going to happen the first week they play. Um, Richard Sherman's going to need to really rally the defense. Um, uh, and for the Giants offense especially, uh, Wayne Gallman stepping up is going to – he's not a good running back in my opinion he's gonna be nothing to what Saquon was so they're gonna be super uh pass focused and I don't think Daniel Jones can handle that because Daniel Jones is not a good quarterback so I'd say pretty easy dub from the 49ers
0: yeah I'm gonna have to go with the 49ers myself too um Giants don't have a good offensive line I think that's been proven the last two weeks can't block for Jones and saquon was having a little trouble getting yards after the carry i think this is going to be easy dub for the 49ers even with all the uh, injuries better coaching still better overall defense and offense i would say so
2: i'm going with the 49ers yeah definitely so three and all on that one i think the 49ers will definitely uh conceal the w on that and i'm moving on this actually could be a pretty a pretty big shootout between the Washington football team and the Cleveland Browns. I personally I would love to give the Browns a two and one uh, position because that's something that they have not done in a very long time. Um, they had an opportunity to do it. Um, well, let's see. Almost two years ago, when Tyrod Taylor was quarterback in that team, uh, they did lose the first game. Or no, they tied the first game, I believe, to the Saints, and then lost the next. But then Baker stepped in, played against the Jets, and then won that game. They were 1-1-1, and and then th- things didn't go so well for them. I think the next week was when they played the Ravens. Um, but right now, they're 1-1, and they have an opportunity to go 2-1 to, once again, yes, they've been playing well, but they don't have a football name. So I, I do have to put a little bit of disrespect on the Washington football team I have a lot of faith that the Browns will do good things, but it all depends on the tone that Baker Mayfield sets. If he's stepping up in the pocket, if he's, uh, his release time is good, and he's not throwing a bunch of interceptions, maybe even limiting that number to one or zero, I think the Browns will definitely come out with a dub.
1: All right, so um, Browns' offense can be dynamic. They got Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, um, Kareem Hunt is very good. I'd say Kareem Hunt's a better running back than Nick Chubb, but Nick Chubb was in the Browns' offense first, so he gets that number one role. Um, But regardless of who's better, that running back core is the best running back core in the NFL by far. Um, Odell, we saw Odell have a great game last week, so the old Odell's coming back. That's elite. Jarvis Jarvis Landry in the slot, it's going to be hard to guard. Uh Baker Mayfield's just trash though, so I'd say they're gonna rely heavily heavily on Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, um get the Washington football team D line on their heels, um shut down Chase Young, which is gonna be hard to do, but yeah, I think Browns take this one.
0: Yeah, um I'm gonna go with the Browns too, personally, but I'm going to have to say it all depends on Baker Mayfield and whether he can make the right reads. Washington has looked good on defense. Chase Young, I think he's tied for first or leading the league in sacks right now. He's a different type of player. Still think the Browns are just going to overwhelm them offensively if Baker Mayfield can can do things right. So I'm going to go with Browns myself too.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, this could go either way, but I will say if... Dwayne Haskins can connect um, a lot of passes with Jerry McLaurin. The Browns' defense, especially that secondary in the backfield, will have some problems. I think they can step up, but it, you know we'll see because that, like I said, could definitely be a shootout. Uh, that being said, uh, we move on to the Bengals and the Eagles. Um, I, I'm i going to go ahead and say that um, since Jameson is uh, kind of doubting um, Joe Burrow's abilities... I think that this is definitely a game that the Bengals can win. The Eagles are, to put my words into a clean version, a sack of poop. Um, I, Maybe, don't I, do. um, I don't see anything with them. I'm not a big fan of Carson Wentz, especially when he tore his ACL, I believe. Or he had a nasty injury yeah, back in his ACL. I think it was his ACL, yeah. Back in either 2016 or 2017. Um, and i don't think that he will ever come back from that uh if i'm being completely honest uh and it's also kind of that online too they just don't hold it up for him um i don't think they ever have really but uh that being said they do have some targets to go to you know to the air obviously um but you know we'll see i think it it'll all depend on on uh the ability – the Bengals' uh, defensive line to, to get to him and, and apply the pressure because when he is pressured, that's when he makes mistakes. Um, and that, that Eagles' defense, I'm I'm just not seeing a whole lot from him. So I think that I, – I, I do think that uh, Joe Burrow will be able to connect. I would say try to get Joe Mixon going. If he can get a lot of yards, that'll be really, really nice. Maybe even give Giovanni Bernard, even though he's a little bit washed up, some touches. Um Because, you know, the Bengals, they do have a lot of of weapons. They just, I think they just need to find ways to use them. Um, So, that being said, I, I think that, I think that that'll, that could be a close game, but I think the Bengals will, will override in that one. All right, I just want to start this off saying, I hate the Eagles so
1: much. I hate the Eagles with the bottom of my heart. Um... Yeah, they're they're just one of those football teams that I don't understand has any fans. So, I don't think the Eagles will get the dub. I think they're a bad team. They have a bad defense. Carson Wentz is... Eh. Eh. Carson Wentz is eh. So, not good, basically. Um, the one good player on the Eagles team is Miles Sanders. And he showed that last week. But the Eagles can't get anything going, like... I don't know. No defense. Their defense is trash. So I think this could be a really big game for Joe Burrow. And I know I was saying earlier, I don't think Joe Burrow win rookie of the year. But it's times like this that if he steps up and delivers, good shot. Good shot at being elite. So I think Joe Burrow, I got, I honestly got Bengals 31, Uh, Eagles 14.
0: All right. I'm personally going to have to go with the Bengals as well. I think we saw the Eagles defense looked really bad last week against the Rams kind of ran all over them. Rams got to do whatever they wanted. That offensive line for the Eagles has not been looking very good. I think Wentz got sacked eight times in week one and um, personally I just I, I just can't see the Eagles winning this game. I think Carson Wentz is declining in his fifth year when he should be entering his prime. I think a lot of people are not taking any more bets on him. And I think Bengals could definitely win this game.
2: Uh, Alright, let's see. So the next game that we have is the Raiders and the Patriots. Um, this actually should be this should be an impressive game. I think this one could go either way. However, if I'm if I'm thinking out loud, I do have a feeling that the Raiders could prevail. This one, uh, noting noting that this one will be um uh in Foxborough uh with for the Patriots, I think that Derek Carr with a two and uh, a two um, record Raiders should do pretty well against Cam, Cam the Cam led Patriots. You know, if you're looking at defenses, the Patriots will definitely take that one with Stephon Gilmore and a load of other um, options. Um, but I I got to say, I think this is going to be a single touchdown game, and I could say Derek Carr running down the field, uh, doing a great two-minute drill, um, you know, fading someone up in the end zone, something like that. I, I honestly could see this happening, and if, you know – if something else happens and the Patriots win by, by ten or even seven, I wouldn't be surprised either, but I am gonna put my bet on the Raiders.
1: Um so this one this is a pretty uh easy, clear clear decision for me, and I'm gonna say the New England Patriots, uh relatively easily take this win and I'll explain why. Raiders offense got they got Henry Ruggs. Um I'd say Henry Ruggs is their most dangerous receiver, Josh Jacobs at running back, which don't get me wrong, they're two good players, but uh, Stephon Gilmore is gonna be following around Henry Ruggs all night. He's gonna shut him down. Henry Ruggs isn't six four. he's not no DK Metcalf, so Stephon Gilmore, uh, last year, Defensive Player of the Year, he's gonna shut Henry Ruggs down. Um, with that in mind, defense is still not bad, so I'd say They'll also relatively easily shut down Josh Jacobs, which which that leaves Derek Carr having to make reads, um, throw to other targets like Waller, Zay Jones, um either even Hunter Renfro. Um, and I don't know how how uh Derek Carr will be able to do that, especially against a good defense like the Patriots. Um and flipping that around on offense, Cam. This is the best Cam I've ever seen. So
2: I really. So you just, forgot about what Cam looked like in twenty fifteen well, yeah. yeah,
1: this is the best pure thrower Cam I've ever seen. Let me, let me uh, rephrase. And since twenty
2: fifteen.
1: No, nah, the Cam's better throwing this year. i say. Do you have anything to back that up? Yeah, his completion percentage his, Which uh, is. Which is. Yeah, I'd say say. Especially in week two, almost 400 yards passing. Um, definitely lit up the Seattle Seahawks defense. So I'd say Cam will do the same thing to a much worse defense. Cam, I think this is a big week for Nikhil Harry to step up. Um, we'll get some deep shots going. And I'd say pretty. this will be a blowout win in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I mean, I can't wait to see if Cam can be consistent throughout the year and uh, provide those insane numbers, just like he did throughout the entire twenty fifteen season when he won the MVP.
1: Yeah. But you know, we'll see. When he was a, when he ran it a lot, how many touchdowns did he get from running like over twenty? An insane amount. But how much? Yeah. How many pass yards
2: did he average per game?
1: Uh, I don't know how much. Three twenty five plus. You know. Oh. Yeah. He only got four hundred last game. So. That's Let's one game, big guy. Let's see him That's do that. Let's see him, him do that. I would love to see Cam. The, this is the best passing cam we have ever seen. We'll see that by the end of this season. Mark my words, folks. End of this season, no doubtedly, this will be the best pure passer cam we'll ever see. I'm
0: I'm gonna go with the Raiders to be honest. I don't think a lot of people gave them the chance to beat the Saints, and they definitely proved that. Their defense pretty much. I their defense played a lot better than I expected, and Saints still got a lot of weapons even without Michael Thomas. I personally think that they're going to take this game. I don't know might be a close margin, but I I think they're
2: taking this game. Most definitely I agree. Um, the next game that we'll will pay a little bit of attention to cuz I don't know if it'll be too much to watch, but it'll be the Bears and the Falcons. Um um the first thing I, is, I think it all depends on Mitchell Trubisky um, and the way that he plays. And I hate to say it, I mean, I'm, I'm looking to drop this guy. Uh, Tariq Cohen is probably one of the worst. Yes, sir, I agree with that 100%. The, yeah, he's one of the worst uh, second options for a running back on the team. He's just, his trajectory, in fact, a trajectory can only go up. So I guess the opposite of the trajectory would just be an absolute mud hill. Straight to the bottom of of you know anywhere. He's absolute trash. Um, I don't I don't like his play. I don't like his. He doesn't have confidence either in the way he runs. He he's just, he's already washed up and he's not even that old. Um, maybe he'll make a comeback, but I don't think he will. <laughs> so as far as that goes, the Bears they just don't have much of an offense. They they don't have much of anything. They're just kind of a bland, a very bland team right now. Um, and I guess I would say the kind of the same thing for the Falcons, other than. Um, Calvin Ridley uh, I think he has a lot to prove well more than just prove I'd say he has a lot of balling to do as as he's done um, right now especially I think that he's ultimately in these last two games he has played a little bit better than Julio Jones and maybe that's because Julio Jones is being covered or double teamed almost every play um, but he, he's you know, the other receiver that you can't do much about. He's just all over the place. And he's catching, catching balls and taking them to the house. So, And Matt Ryan, although you know as, as old as he's getting and as, as trash as his footwork is on the field, he can still throw, slang that thing. So you know, I think that the Falcons and the addition of Todd Gurley, there's just a lot to look forward to. Um, not with this game, but by the end of the season. I don't know what their record will be, but it might be something good because they have a lot of pieces right now. So that game I'm gonna go with the Falcons.
1: Um so yeah, I agree with everything you said about Tariq Cohen. I absolutely just despise Tariq Cohen, just got a new contract for seventeen mil and nothing zero dollars is worth he's worth zero dollars is what I'm trying to say. Not one penny. He shouldn't be paid one penny. Tariq Cohen is probably the worst player to get that contract, like if you the Bears are just throwing money down the drain right now, and it's it's pretty frustrating to see, because, well, I like I like Mitch Trubisky. I like I like to see what he could do, and when you're bringing in just awful, terrible players, bringing them back, I just I don't understand why you would do that. So, um, he has uh, Anthony Miller and um, Allen Robinson on two good. I'd say Allen Robinson's a pretty average receiver. Anthony Miller has a lot of upside out of his second year from Memphis. I thought he would be a breakout receiver his first year, but can happen this year too. Um, so from that looking, that standpoint is okay, I guess, but the Bears themselves are just, uh, like, their defense, they don't get any sacks. They're just a terrible defense. So I'd say Falcons going to run all over them, especially – um, Russell Gage on the Falcons is stepping up that three man. Um, Calvin Ridley is almost becoming the number one receiver in in Atlanta with Julio getting double teamed every play. Calvin Ridley's really really stepped up, um, and same with Russell Gage over these last two games has really stepped up and produced. So I'd say yeah, uh, Falcons are just gonna wipe the floor with the Bears. Absolutely, just mop them.
0: Yeah, personally, I'm, I'm going with the Falcons. I don't think the Bears are, have any chance at stopping them, to be honest. And they're not going to do anything on offense, not going to be able to stop them on defense. I don't really have much to say about this game,
2: but I'm going with the Falcons. Most definitely. Now we come to the Rams and the Bills. Um, both of these teams are 2-0, if I'm correct. In fact, I'm just going to go ahead and check to verify. I believe they are. They yeah. are, the yeah. The classic but... East Coast versus West Coast. Yeah, this one actually could be a, a handful for both defenses. Because, well, because the Rams' offense is explosive, and we know what they can do, especially with both uh, Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby, and even all the, the receivers that they have. Um, this one, yeah, this one could be pretty good. Uh, two... Pretty solid defenses. I will say Jalen Ramsey can lock up when he wants to. He's a pretty good trash shocker too. But on the other side of the ball, um, M- Micah Hyde uh, for the for the Bills, he knows what he's doing. He's been around the league, spent a lot of time with the Packers, believe uh, that he has a lot to offer, especially to that team. Um, so, and, and the defensive core that they have, a lot of people can say is washed up, but I would beg to differ. Um, just very, very much. Because I, I do think that they have a lot going on. And as as far as Josh Allen and his his abilities stand to prove, this one should be a good game. Um, however, I'm going to break this one down, and I might have to go with the Bills. Um, because I think that I, I, I personally see the Bills at the top of their division this year. Um, just above the Patriots. Um, just to let... Jamison this this little guy right next to me now. Um but I also the NFC West is going to be very tough to come by and even with the Rams going 3 and 0 the Seahawks, the Cardinals, um and the 49ers are are all, you know, extremely good teams. It's the first time that this league has been where it is for a very long time. So that being said, yeah, I'm going with the Bills. As I pass it on to JMO, this is a pretty
1: easy decision for me. I'm not a believer in the Rams whatsoever. Ever since that season they went to the Super Bowl, they just declined. Um, they lost their best offensive weapon in Gurley. Um, well, I will give him some credit. I like Cooper Cup a lot. I like Robert Woods, Jared Goff. He's just not it for me. He's just not. He doesn't have that superstar factor. Um. Both of their starting running backs got hurt. I'm pretty sure Malcolm Brown just had surgery. Cam Akers, like, has some cartilage torn in his ribs or something. So they're playing with their third-string running back. And, um... Yeah, Josh Allen on the Bills is playing the best football of his life. He has Zach Moss and Devin Singletary, two good running backs in the backfield. He has John Brown, an explosive receiver. Um... I think they're... Not to mention Stephon Diggs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I totally was blanking. Yeah, Stephon Diggs, too, on the other side. I really think they're going to just drive all over the field with the Rams. Um, The one problem will be Aaron Donald, but he didn't do much last week. The Rams didn't get any sacks last week. So, Um, Jalen Ramsey can only cover one guy. So, it's either going to be Gilmore... uh, Not Gilmore, my bad. Um... John Brown or Stefan Diggs, so we'll see what the Rams can do on defense. Doesn't look like they're gonna do much except give up points. And on the flip side, the Bills defense is a good defense. Uh Tredavis White's the second best corner, I'd say, behind Gilmore. And um Micah Hyde's a baller, he's a captain, he's a leader of the team. Um and I'd say I'd say the Rams aren't yeah, the Rams aren't gonna do much on offense or defense, except just not play good so i'd say bill's going 3-0 rams going down to 2-1 and
2: all right fair enough and then uh, we'll pass it off to eddie as well
1: yeah well
0: personally i'm a rams fan um i'm actually a big believer in the rams this year got a way better offensive line than they did last year which was the root of a lot of their problems in my opinion and came cam akers uh sean mcveigh says he's very probable to play week three i think that they got a lot of offensive weapons this year and they looked really good against the eagles last week bills first two games played the jets and dolphins not the two greatest teams in the league could be set sa- sa- the same could be said for the rams only playing the cowboys and the eagles but i'm gonna have to go with the rams i i just i think it's gonna be a great game but i gotta go with my uh
2: hometown team
1: fair enough fair enough
2: most definitely I agree with that um now let's see uh yeah that will definitely that might be one of the games of the week in the early morning in the I early so, morning window most yeah definitely um now moving on uh taking a look at the Texans and the Steelers this is an 0-2 Texans for the first time in at least a couple of years where that they've been at 0-2 I think um, versus the Steelers team that it's probably been a little, well, it's definitely been a year s- about since they've been 2-0. Especially with Ben Roethlberger's pro- issues uh, with that arm. Um, and now that he's back and healthy, uh, a healthy um, James Conner, correct? Yeah. James Conner. Uh, and I would say a very, uh, a very bold Juju Smith-Schuster um, on the field. This one's going to be all Steelers, I think. I mean, Desha- I love Deshaun Watson, and I think that that team, especially with the addition of David Johnson, it'll be good. Um, but... <laughs> true, true. No, I'm just
1: David Johnson's an elite talent.
2: <laughs> yeah, but we'll we'll see because this one this one actually could be a close game, but I'm not even going to say the fact that it's in Pittsburgh um, means a whole lot because we won't see any terrible towels in the stands. I'm still gonna give this one to the Steelers, but I'll say it'll be a three to seven point game. All right, for this one, um, I'm pretty sure the Texans did the underdog and
1: everyone likes a good underdog story. So I'm gonna go with the Texans in this one. Now, a lot of people are putting blame on Deshaun Watson for going two I and mean, I mean, my bad, O and two, not playing the best, but we have to look who the Texans played. They played the Chiefs. They played the Ravens. The two arguably best... Not even arguably. Those are the two best AFC teams right now. So, I don't put that loss on Deshaun Watson at all. I think he's really going to step up. He's mad people are talking disrespectful in his name. Like anyone would be. But Deshaun's a Deshaun's a straight just competitor. He's a winner. So, I'd say they go out there. They get David Johnson rolling. David Johnson, elite talent. Um, Will Fuller, not going to catch him. So, I'd say... Uh, Texas offense gets rolling. Now, on the flip side, the Steelers offense is something to be scared of. Bunch of young, explosive receivers. They got Deontay Deontay Johnson. um, They got Claypool. And they have Juju leading the pack of them, along with Big Ben's return. Um, And, yeah, healthy James Conner. So, I think it's really going to come down to... um, the defensive stand. And although the Steelers have the better defense, I think um, Deshaun is just going to go lights out. Yeah, so I have have Texans winning that one. But I'd say it's going to be a very high-scoring game.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Jameson, and I can't put those losses on the Texans. I don't think anyone expected them to win those games. And personally... I think Deshaun Watson is going to really come out and try to win this game because they're not going to want to start 0-3. And on the other side, the Steelers, I think they should have won that game against the Broncos by more. It looked like they took their foot off the gas a little bit against a backup quarterback. And if they come into this week thinking they're getting another easy win, I think they're quite mistaken. So I'm going with the Texans as well.
2: Definitely. Um, and as we move on, um, yeah, that that definitely should also be one of the maybe better games in that early window. Now we move on to the last game, uh, in the list of morning games uh, this Sunday: Titans and the Vikings. Um, this one should be a no-brainer. I, I definitely, I'm not seeing a whole lot from the Vikings. Um, I, I love Adam Thielen, and and I, I think that he produces a lot of those yards uh, on the offense. And and I love Dalvin Cook. I think that they they have they have some good chemistry. Well, especially with Kirk Cousins and the way that he's he's uh, he's playing. However, he's definitely not an all-star. He's not a superstar at all. Um, and that defense is struggling right now. Eric Kendricks just cannot. He can't put together really anything. I think he's the leader on that team, and they're allowing you know 20 to 30 plus points uh, from these other teams. And I actually had to drop the Vikings defense because they just weren't doing it for me. They were losing points for me. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely not going to go with them. Um, and and on the offensive side with the Titans, um, I think it's absolutely brilliant uh, because Derrick Henry could be doing a little better. Usually, you know, he's getting all the carries, 22 to 25 per game, and he's barely getting over 100. I, I want to see that go to. I want to see him run all over a defense because I know he has it in him. Um, I could see him running for 200 plus and averaging about 10 to 15 a carry because he's that he's the he has that build. He has that energy. He has that power and strength and agility. He has all of those things. Um, so I think he, they just need to put him to the test and, and see if he can he can get those yards on the ground for them. Uh, Ryan Tannehill to the air. A.J. Brown is an elite receiver, especially this year um, coming into his sophomore season. I think they have a lot to look into look uh forward to in him catching that ball um and as far as that goes i i, I do think that the Titans will prevail in this one uh especially if we want to look at their defense um kevin byard and ryan logan are two premier defenders logan ryan. what logan ryan. Oh. thanks jameson <laughs> i i guess jameson would know that because he was uh, a longtime patriot yeah Um, And a longtime defender as well. So he's just, he knows what he's doing. There's some core to that defense. And, you know, I think that that one should be possibly a blowout. I think the Titans are going to walk all over them.
1: Um, I think this is the game that Derrick Henry gets rolling. We've seen, I think week one, he had 25 carries on 85, and only got 85 yards, which is really not that good. uh, you'd expect with 25 carries to have much, much more. Um, same relatively same week too. So, I think this is the week that Derrick Henry really gets rolling. Um and that's going to be very scary in the future. We don't want, I don't want to see a Derrick Henry that's on fire. So, I'd say Titans easily easily steamroll this week not good Vikings defense. And I don't see Vikings doing much on offense either, especially without Stefan uh Diggs who obviously really impacted him, them leaving. So I got Titans. I got, I have Vikings put it up maybe seven points at most. Honestly, Titans over 20.
0: Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to have to agree as well. I, I'm i going with the Titans. I think this is a no brainer. Derek Henry, I think he's going to run all over that defense. I'm pretty sure Anthony Barr is out for the rest of the year. I just don't think anyone's gonna be able to tackle him. This guy's an elite talent. If you watch his uh, mixtape in high school, the dude doesn't get tackled for 10 minutes. One of the best high school mixtapes of all time. So I would definitely check that out if you got a minute, but I think this is Titans, no brainer.
2: Definitely. Um, So as we move into the afternoon window, uh, there will be two games at 105, and then two at or three actually at 125. We'll start with the 105 games, the first of which, Panthers and Chargers. I'll go ahead and open this one up. Um, I am a, a diehard Panthers fan, a uh, long time. So, you know, there is a little bias here, but, um, you know, as far as Tyrod Taylor is concerned, I think, just quickly starting off the Chargers, I think Mr. Herbert might have concealed that starting quarterback position, um, which is kind of... Exactly. Ironically, I guess, almost the exact thing that happened when Tyrod Taylor came to town for the Browns. He only played about two games. Uh, got him to a one and then one zero and one position with a win and a tie, or a loss and No, sorry, zero one and one. So a loss and a tie, and then he went out with an injury, and in came Baker Mayfield, um, and had a very pretty impressive performance actually uh, against the Jets. And then we've seen on the opposite side um, one pretty. Decent game by Taylor, Tyrod Taylor, uh, his first game with the Chargers this year, uh, Week One. I'm blanking on who they played, but I know this last the week. Bengals. Yeah, the Bengals. He played all right. Yeah. Nothing crazy. He didn't do anything insane. A little too close for comfort, but. Yeah. True. He did his job. Yeah. You know. True. And this this week uh, against the Cardinals, I, I'm almost positive um, Justin Herbert stepped up and played no some Chiefs. Oh, the Chiefs. Chiefs. My God, my God! Yeah, 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 that red confused me. Um, he stepped up and played pretty immaculate uh, football, especially just for, you know, an NFL game debut. Uh, game and, day debut,
1: basically.
2: What? It's game day. Yeah, exactly. Game well. day debut. That's like, that's kind of crazy. You know, you got to have a lot of mindset for that. And the fact that he was able to step up and do good things, I'm a little bit intimidated, especially looking at my squad um, through a Panthers lens without... Uh, or with the loss of Christian McCaffrey, um, Carl Davis is going to get a lot of touches. Uh, I'm not a big fan of him, so I'd rather just probably go to the air. I mean, we do have a lot of options uh, with Curtis Samuel, uh, DJ Moore, and the newly acquired Robbie Robbie Anderson um, from the Jets. So we got a lot of fundamentals going on. On the defensive side, um, it'll be all up to Shaq Thompson if he's able to rally his guys. Uh, especially the new guys like Trey Trey Boston. He's not new, but he stepped into a new leading role. Um, so in, in, in uh, Brian Burns, you know, these are guys, the newer guys. You know, it's a fun fact, actually, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, the Panthers were the first team, I believe, in NFL history, uh, in a draft to only draft all defensive players. It's never happened before, and this year we decided to pull it off, so... I do like some of the picks that we picked up. Um, We have a lot of good things going forward, but I don't think this year is going to be the one. I think this game could. Um, And, you know, if Teddy Bridgewater steps up and we can play well on offense and defense and we can definitely limit the number of interceptions, whether it's just miscommunications or, uh, you know, wrong route runs, I think that we could have a chance at this one. So I'm going to go with the Panthers. All right. um, Thank you, Luke. Now...
1: I just want to start this off by saying there's just some players in the NFL that I don't understand. How are they in the NFL? Why do teams keep on giving them chances when they obviously can't do anything? And when I say that, I'm talking about Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor is, I don't even know how many teams he's been on now. Um, what has he done? What is he? Nothing. Tyrod, like, I don't know why teams keep on giving him a chance. He Like, history repeats itself. Tyrod Taylor is not a good quarterback. But I like Herbert a lot. And in fact, I forgot about Herbert when we were talking about Rookie of the Year. And um, if Herbert's given the starting job week three, I- I'd say Herbert's winning Rookie of the Year just based off how we played. Over, over, <laughs> over Joe Burrow. Over my boy. Over my boy. This kid, the running back on the Colts. Um, I just forgot his name. Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, so, um, Panthers do not, have not looked good at all, like, they they might have drafted all defensive players, but their defense is still just trash, um, <laughs> not, not good, um, Teddy Bridgewater has done nothing, on, like, putting up 17 points against the Bucs, well, the Bucks are a good team, they, they are a good defensive team, but you're not gonna win games by only 17, putting up 17 points, so... I would say um, the only way that Carolina wins this game is if the Chargers beat themselves. The Panthers aren't winning this game on their own. Um, Justin Herbert is a beast. um, And I really think Chargers take this one. If they can almost beat the Chiefs, they can for sure beat a weak Panthers team.
0: Yeah. For myself, I would like to see Herbert play solely for the reason that I think that we know what type of player Tyrod Taylor is. He's not going to lose you games, but he's also not going to win you games. He's just kind of there. like. But I think Herbert has a high ceiling. He's got a lot of potential. I don't see why they wouldn't play him in this game and for the rest of the season because they're not going to the Super Bowl with Tyrod Taylor. So I think Herbert had a really good performance last week, too. Had an interception that could have been easily prevented. I think he was just a little nervous, maybe. Could have easily ran for the first down, but he decided to throw it across the field after running all the way to the to his left, which was kind of just... I think it was just a nervous mistake, and I I, I see the Chargers taking this game, not by much. I could, I could see it go either way, honestly.
2: Definitely. Um, Let's move into the next window game. Uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about this one. Uh, The Jets are um, a brown substance that you might run into in a dog park uh, you might step on. Um, They just aren't doing it this year. Um, On the defense or the offense, especially with Sam Darnold. Um, Ever since he got mono, it just hasn't been the same, so... Nothing to look forward to with uh, the Jets um, and especially the loss of President Mal. I I do, I will say, you know, there's not much going on. So with the Colts, however, uh, Phillip Rivers, whether or not he plays good, I don't think he'll have any problems with that Jets defense. He can sling the ball deep to Keenan Allen. Um, He can uh, sling the ball to Mike Williams, the other wide receiver on that team. They they just have a lot of options. So I think the Colts are going to (laughs) do. Wait, hold on. Let me run that back. I almost forgot that Philip Rivers plays for the Colts. Um, he has T.Y. Hilton. He can run with Jonathan Taylor. Yes, he's, sir, He's Jonathan got Taylor. options all over the place. Um yeah. My mistake on that. Uh, he did spend a lot of time with the, char- uh, the Chargers, so I just almost didn't even realize. That it's was good.
1: Um, but I do have the
2: Colts winning that game. Yeah. Yeah, I I got the Colts. Nothing else to
0: say. You can go, James. All I have
1: to say is, um, Jonathan Taylor. Just taking over this game. The, Col- the Colts are going to get up early. All right, they're going to get up, like, a couple scores early. Expect Jonathan Taylor to have over 150 rushing yards. Expect him to just go off. The Jets just haven't ever been good. Um, Sam Donald, I watched his first game at USC. I thought to myself, this dude's never going to do anything good in his career. And it's kind of... That, that uh, thought has been correct all this time. So, yeah, it's a trash team versus trash team. Um, But one, one is much, 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 much trasher than the other. So I got Colts in this one easily.
0: Yeah, I'm going to disagree and say that. Sam Darnold was one of the best quarterbacks that USC has seen in a minute actually so I think that's a really dumb take by Jamison
2: that is pretty and dumb
0: I but Jamison th- is also dumb I so don't <laughs> we know that. I don't think he has anything to back that up I think he's just calling him trash for the sake of it so that's well, all I have to say I just
1: watched Sam Darnold's first game they put him in uh like mid-game from what I remember and just wasn't it? I just thought to myself. Hey, so you're bringing up his first maybe... game of his
0: college. Career. No, well
1: I'm saying like the thought. I'm saying like the thought I had to myself. Like maybe he was good in college. Reggie Bush was a goat in college. Reggie Bush is the greatest running back in college of all time, but he was absolutely garbage in the NFL. Yeah, and so we were... I'm just talking about. I'm just talking about the thought I had to myself. Being Sam Darnold, eh? Nah, knew it coming out of the draft. Knew Sam Darnold wasn't going to be it, and of course a bad organization would take him.
2: All right. Well, that being said, uh, it's this one's an easy one. All, all three, all three parties believe the Colts will win. As I, would yeah, love to see the Jets prove me wrong. Um, now the Cowboys and the Seahawks move into that one twenty five uh, West Coast time um, slot on Sunday, and and I think this one actually should be could be a good one. I think Dak could throw for four hundred yards, um, even with that pretty talented Seahawks defense. He just is. He slings that ball like no one else, um, and he gets down the field, especially with Amari um, Cooper uh, being healthy, Michael Gallup. Um, those two options will be kind of his primaries, like usual. Um, but I think that defense has a lot to learn, um, and especially right now. They they need to find someone to truly step up and take that leader position. Um, I'm not sure if Vander Ash is, is healthy right now. I don't think he is. I don't think he is either. Um, so you know this one this one should be interesting for the cowboys to see if they can they can do good things i want to see zeke run cuz i i was actually able to i don't know if richie is going to be listening to this to this pod but i did make a trade with richie um actually interestingly enough both the players that we traded for are on both of these teams um i let go of russell wilson uh, mm. in to put Josh Allen, which is a, oh, okay. a pretty nice backup. I got Allen, too. And then check this out. I actually received that boy, Zeke, and I did not lose anything else. Wow. So I'm pretty stoked, actually. It's it's definitely a win. Everybody knows it. We'll leave it at that. Rich, it's business, brother. It's you, got,
1: business. you got Zeke for Russell Wilson? Yes, sir. Man, that yes, man sir. is stupid. Wow, Richard is stupid. That man is stupid. It's that business,
2: Richie. It's business. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right.
2: <laughs> so... And I, <laughs> that being said, um, all I'm gonna say is I have the Seahawks winning. So, basically, for my whole life,
1: the Cowgirls have not been a winning team. Sure, they've had some good seasons. They've had Tony Glassbones, but that air is over. I'm not even gonna get into that. Dak, um, mm, he's not he's not a like top quarterback in my opinion. Sure, he can put up numbers, but no, he's not it. The Cowgirls are just not a good team. I just don't... Personally, this is my personal feelings toward the Cowgirls. I just don't like them. Um, and I don't think... They do have some weapons on offense. They have Amari Cooper. They have CeeDee Lamb. They have Michael Gallup. All all um, good. That's a really, really good receiving core. But Dak's not getting it done with them. If you gave that receiving core to any other good quarterback, that, that team would be so... Oh my gosh, that team would be crazy. And Dak's just not doing it. He has Zeke. They're just not doing it. So, you can have all the name talent you want on paper, but if your quarterback's not winning you games, he's not winning you games. Cowboys defense, their main leader, uh, Vander Ash is out. So, I'd have – I really have um, Russell kind of just throwing all over. Um, Expect big numbers from Chris Carson, DK, Tyler Lockett, I do think it's gonna be a shootout though. Uh also. Don't get me wrong on that. But I don't think the Cowboys I don't think the Cowboys will be able to close out the game the game. I know uh they did last game, but that was also the Falcons and Falcons have bad history in games when they're up a lot at the end. So
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm going with the Seahawks personally. I think this is a no brainer. And the Cowboys barely squeaked by a not very good Falcons team. I think that was a pretty lucky win. That onside kick was one of the craziest ones I've ever seen. That ball was just... That was absolutely insane. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. But I I personally don't think this is going to be a very close game. And maybe the Cowboys will catch up in garbage time, but I think the Seahawks are taking this by a good margin. I can definitely
2: see that happening. Most definitely. Uh, the next game, actually the next two games we're moving into, there won't be much to talk about. Um, between the Lions and the Cardinals, I don't even really want to talk about the Lions. I mean, yeah. listen. Trash
1: I... organization, trash team, trash everything with the Lions.
2: <laughs> well, well, listen, I, I, I personally, I do like... Um, Melvin Jones Jr. I believe Marzy, Marvin, Marvin Jones, Jones yeah. Jr. I, I do like him and I definitely like Kenny Galladay. Yeah, he's um, injured
0: though. He he might be back. Yeah, I think he's really... he's
2: questionable right now. Yeah. Um, I think actually <laughs> Melvin Jones Jr. is also questionable, but he should be able to play in this game against the Cardinals. Um, but that being said, you have some good receivers. Um, the problem there lies in your uh, quarterback because Matthew Stafford is n- is garbage, actually, quite frankly. Um, he's just never been it. He's kind of just very average in terms of quarterback. He was supposed to be really good, and we saw some sparks from him in his rookie years. But other than that, um, I think that uh, a lot of his fame was uh, given to him by... Um, Megatron, Megatron, yeah, Uh, and his wide receiver capabilities. Um, So that being said, uh, the Cardinals. I, I mean, we could go into depth on that offense, but there's just so many weapons, and I think Kyler. It's all a matter of Kyler getting the ball down to the field to DeAndre Hopkins or a number of other good receivers. Um, So I think this one's definitely going to be directly to the Cardinals.
1: Um, I don't even want to talk about the Lions. Like I said, they're just a trash team.
2: Um, You never said it. I did, and then you must have agreed with it.
1: I said they're a trash team. All right.
2: Just now, after me. Go ahead. Go ahead. I said they're a trash (laughs)
1: team. Go ahead. Well, the viewers are here when I said the Lions are a trash team. Um, But I would disagree with uh, Luke in this one. um, Matthew Stafford, actually, I would say the Lions completely ruined his career. Matthew Stafford could have been great. Um, now, that is a what if, and he has been average. But I really think the Lions ruined his career. Pat uh, Matthew Stafford, I think could could have been like Pat Mahomes in a way. Um, he's that. Oh
2: he has got me chuckling. He's
1: that. Uh, he's that talented. Um, original If you give Matthew Stafford, if you put him in a, the right offense with Tyreek, one of the most explosive receivers, he would put up numbers like Pat does. So,
2: um, what's your last name, Jameson again? Uh, why? Just say it. Peralt. Peralt? All right. Jameson, delusional parole to everybody. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay, right. so Kyler, the man I have winning for it, MVP, uh, him or us. Kyler's just going to run all over this. I don't even want to say the name anymore. The Lions are just disgusting to say. So Kyler's just going to run all over this disgusting team. He's going to dot them up. He's going to get D hop um, Cardinals went big.
0: Yeah. Lions are just not a good organization. Like we said before, I think the Cardinals are just going to overpower them. They got too many weapons on off- offense with Hopkins, Christian Kirk, Kenyon Drake, Kyler Murray, obviously. And
2: I think the Cardinals will win big. So I'm going with them. Most definitely. Now we have three final games. The last of the Sunday afternoon section between the Buccaneers and the Broncos. Um I really want to see Chris Godwin be able to play this weekend because it, it looks like he may. Um, I think he's cleared of his uh, injury report being questionable. Uh, with that, um, I think it was his hip, or maybe was it was it a head injury? Mm, I, was it a concussion? I think. I'm not it was, sure. I, I want to say it was a concussion, but whatever injury it was, it, it looks questionable. So if he's able to play, that's going to be an absolute just threat to the air. Um, especially with that Broncos defense being not so great. Um, so I think that Leonard Fournette will be able to run all over him. Um, uh Peyton Barber, Ronald Jones, they're going to do their thing. Uh, and that Buccaneers team will stop all over the Broncos.
1: Yeah,
2: I agree 100%.
1: So um, earlier I was talking to Eddie. He was saying don't sleep on Melvin Gordon, but um, I'm, I'm wide awake. If that's how it is. So you agree with me. Okay, no, no, I'm sleeping. I'm, I'm in a deep... So thank ha- you. Thank you. I meant to say... I meant to say I'm in deep... I'm dead, bro. <laughs> I meant to say I'm in deep REM sleep. I'm slumbering. You're not waking me up for another day. Like, I'm, I'm out cold. Um, out like a light, as Drake would say. So the reason for that is bucks are getting up early, fast they're putting up 21 first half. Um Broncos are going to be running the ball after that and uh, Melvin Gordon's just not going to get a bunch of touches when they're down big. Um Broncos are playing with their rookie. I mean not a rookie quarterback, my bad. A backup trash quarterback. Um Sutton's hurt. Um Lindsay's hurt, so Buccaneers this is Brady's like co- revenge tour kind of almost so playing with some fire in his belly putting up big numbers. Um got Broncos uh, Buccaneers winning big.
2: This one uh yeah. Oh, sorry. Is I I'm going to pass it over to Eddie as well. Yeah. Well, personally, I'm going to
0: disagree with James again. Jameson. <laughs> Jame again. Once again, because we saw the Broncos lose to the Titans in week 1. We saw the Broncos lose to the Steelers in week 2. But even as the second option, Melvin Gordon averaged um, 17 attempts rushing per game, and that was with Philip Lindsay in the lineup, and now we see that Philip Lindsay is injured for the next couple weeks. I think Gordon's going to get a lot more touches. I still think the Buccaneers are going to win this game, but I, like I said before, don't sleep on Gordon.:
1: I just want to say, generally, teams don't run the ball when they're down 21. And I'm predicting, I'm predicting they'll be down, like, 21 first half, so... Uh,
2: yeah. Is that all you have to say?
1: Yeah. Thank nope. you. Sleep uh, on just the like goal. that,
2: we will move on um, to the Sunday night game. This one will definitely be a show uh, between the Packers and the Saints. I'm going to make this uh, pretty quick, but I, I want to just say, it seems like the Saints, I, I do feel like they operate a lot over the crowd, over that energy in the stadium. They, you know... They are. They work off that, I think. And they, they. A lot of that energy goes to their heads and they, they play a good ball game. Not only because of that, but it definitely fuels that energy. Definitely helps. Yeah, a lot. And seeing them walk into Las Vegas where I don't believe there were any, any fans no, and no. lose um, is kind of interesting. And even when they played uh, week one against. Um, hmm. do, we, do we know who they played week one? Um, the Saints. Didn't I they can play the?
1: Didn't they play the Panthers week one? No,
2: they didn't. Let me check it out. I know I'm who quick. we played. Play the Raiders, buddy.
1: The uh, this was the uh, week that they injured Michael Thomas.
2: Buccaneers. Yeah, the Buccaneers. Yeah. That I don't know why I didn't. I didn't. Think I of know. Any... I,
1: was, I couldn't think of it either.
2: But... Yeah, that was a close game actually itself. Yeah. Um, but I will say, if the Packers can get going early, as I've we've seen them do in the past against teams like the Seahawks, and. And even the Saints before, um, and a good Raiders team back in 2017, uh, and, and, and many other teams in the past, if they can start doing it early, get Aaron Jones going, get Alan Lazard going, hopefully Devontae Adams is, is healthy, this, this will help them immeasurably. Um, and if Aaron Rodgers can also be on the money, uh, if, you know, if they can keep that pressure on, it would be interesting to see the Saints go down at, to a 1-2 position, especially if the Buccaneers end up winning this week and go up 2-1. That would be very interesting, um, just for standing reasons and prediction reasons. So I, I, I have a lot of faith in Aaron Rodgers and his abilities. And just, just looking at the fact that both of these teams are, well, actually the Packers are 2-0 and and the, the Saints are now 1-1. The Saints will be coming for a lot, especially with the, hopefully, um, uh, the, the, once again, addition of, of Michael Thomas back into the lineup coming off that little injury. Uh, you know, it'll be tough to beat the Saints. Um, but I have a lot of faith in the Packers, and I'm going to go with Pac down on this one. Um, do we
1: for sure know Michael Thomas is coming back?
2: Pretty sure. Almost right. positive.
1: So I'd say Michael Thomas is a big, big factor in who takes this game, because the Saints are just not themselves without Michael Thomas. Um, they just... Breeze doesn't have anyone else to throw to except Jared Cook. So I'd say this really depends on... Um, If Michael Thomas comes back um but that being said Aaron Rodgers is playing great great football this year so he's almost playing lights out in a way um he has a lot of weapons um both defenses aren't too great so it's going to be a high scoring game um yeah both like both teams have good running backs um good number one receivers um (coughs) Yeah, this is going to be a a battle of offenses. Um, But, and I really think, okay, so I'd say if Michael Thomas for sure is back, like he's healthy, he's playing all good, um, Saints win. If he's not, I'd say Packers take it.
0: Yeah, I think personally, the absence of Michael Thomas really hurt the Saints against the Raiders last night. I think the Packers' offense has been rolling, and I think they're going to com- continue that momentum. Aaron Jones has been going crazy. Rodgers has been on the money. And I would like to see the Packers win this game. I think there was a lot of Aaron Rodgers slander preseason from some of these big-time talk show hosts. I didn't really get it, but I think the Packers are taking this game.
1: Never follow the mainstream talk show hosts. They're just, they're, they're just not it.
2: They're delusional, like, like James. they Yeah. No. Yeah. All right. right. Uh, from there, Let's we're see. gonna move on uh, to uh, the last game of this upcoming Sunday. It'll actually, no, sorry. This is the Monday game at five fifteen for with the Chiefs and the Ravens. This arguably might be one of the best games of the year. Um, we're looking at two MVP caliber players go head to head in the quarterback position, and well, to be completely honest to, well, one MVP, recently one uh, league MVP award winner and then one MVP Super Bowl award winner at, in Patrick Mahomes. Uh, so this one definitely should be uh, pretty good. And especially, we know the Ravens' defense is good, but don't sleep on the Tyron Matthew-led Chiefs' defense primarily because they can do a lot of good things for you on defense. Um, especially with when they think about their offense and how dominant they are and how... Reliable that defense can be for that offense. And just the flow and the tone of everything. Uh, this one's going to be good. Especially with no fans. It's kind of even steel. Anything can happen. It's more of a 50-50. Yeah. I'm going to result on what happened last year. Um, between these teams. I think... I think Chiefs might have won. In oh, Kansas City. That, well, yeah. Chiefs
1: won, yeah. Because they went to the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah. Well, no, in that in that game. Oh. I, I I You know what... I might have to go with the Ravens on this one. I, I think that they, if they put the uh, pedal on the or the gas the if they put their fi- their foot on the gas and they get it going offensively and and get a lot of momentum with Lamar on the run and then Lamar to the air and his passes are precise. I don't know if there's going to be a lot then that that chief's offense can really or that Chief's defense can do about that. and we know the Ravens defense can step up and and play g- good defense. Uh, kind of whenever they want to. So this one, I think I'll, I'm going to go with the Ravens. All
1: right. Um. right. I'll say if the Chiefs start out slow like they did against the Chargers, uh, 100% they're not taking this game. Um, They're just not going to come back against a team like the Ravens. But if both teams start out hot, I have the Chiefs winning. Um, And ultimately, ultimately I think it will come down to who has the ball last that will win this game. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think the Chiefs are going to be pissed off after that really close game with the Chargers. I think that they came into that game thinking they were going to blow them out, especially with the the substitution of Justin Herbert. But I could see this I could see this game going either way. I think it's whoever's defense steps up more because both of these teams, it's really tough to contain them on offense. So whoever has the momentum from the start, I think is taking this game. So if I had the pick, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. can't count out, you can't count out the Super Bowl champs, so going with the chiefs.
2: Most definitely, and that'll actually conclude our segment today. Um, just above, actually today we'll probably get uh, hopefully hopefully we'll get some a lot of viewers. Um, anyone who ends up tuning in, hope you enjoy. Uh, this segment—it's it's a bit of a long one. It'll be close to an hour and a half, but uh, believe me, every minute of it uh, will be satisfying to listen to. Especially with the, you know, delusional, um, delusional person that we have in the room. Just I, will say, I will say, I will say, spitting his his little ins and outs. Uh, that'll give you a laugh. So there's some comedy there too. You might you might think it's delusional, but uh, delusion
1: is is only uh it's only delusion when it's wrong, and I'm really wrong, so. Well, we'll see. We'll see
2: where that takes, and we'll see who's the real delusional one Yeah. <laughs> All so. right, we'll uh, go ahead and we'll, ha- we'll go with that. You know what? Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll give old Jameson a little break here. The little benefit of the doubt. <laughs> and, and the last thing I'll say is uh, it was wonderful to have both the special guests, Jameson and, and Edward, on today. Um, you know, I just really appreciate you guys coming out. I think this was a really fun segment. Yeah, yeah. of course. Thank you for having me. Definitely enjoyed it. Now, that being said, uh, we haven't seen Trent in a while. And, uh, you know, he's been, he's been doing his thing and, and, and gone. So it'll be nice uh, as I can make a promise that he'll be on the next one. He'll be back from his, uh, his little vacation. Um, so it'll be nice to have him back. And uh, with that being said, thanks so much for listening. And uh, go Celtics. Don't go Celtics. And go Lakers. Go Lakers.